This is the Pastor Wife Life, a podcast for pastor's wives. Our hope is to bring encouragement and inspiration to your pastor wife life. Life in the ministry is one of the most fulfilling callings there is, but it's also one of the most challenging. We believe that God has uniquely gifted you to fulfill this calling. Our lives will probably not look the same. Our families and churches may be very different, but I think we can all agree that God is good and He is faithful to gently lead us on this journey, providing everything we need to live the pastor-wife life. Well, hey there, pastor's wives, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So I don't know if you're part of the Facebook group or you follow the new Instagram for The Pastor Wife Life, but I shared uh, last week just a a post, just some of my thoughts, and I'm going to read it, and then we're going to go into three promises that have kind of been inspired by this. So um, here we go. All right, so here's what my, uh, my post said. It said, I poured out my heart to the Lord. Why? Why does it seem like no one takes you serious? Where's the passion? Where's the pursuit of you? Some days it's really hard to give 100% only to look around and see what appears to be no results. I want to see the people I serve in love with Jesus. I want to see them alive and excited about what he's done, what he is doing, and what he will do. But all too often it doesn't look like that. And if I allow the enemy to, he will gladly point out each and every little thing that doesn't line up with my vision of what the church should be. If I look around, I will notice the casual attitude toward worship, the apathy toward the word, and the lack of fervency toward prayer. When I focus on these things, I get discouraged, I feel defeated, I want to give up, and worst of all, I miss the people who are hungry for more. I won't see the one who is seeking a deeper relationship with God. As I prayed this past week, pouring out my heart to God, I cried out, Holy Spirit, speak. Immediately, my mind was drawn to Galatians 6, 9, a familiar verse, one I didn't need to look up to know what it said, but I did look it up, and then I dug into the meaning, into the meaning. To do good is to inspire and motivate others to rise up and also embrace what is lovely and noble and admirable. And Galatians 6, 9 says that we're not to be grow weary in well-doing. My part is to lead the way to inspire others in such a way that draws them in to do the same. God's promise that I will see results at the proper time if I don't give up. I can cultivate tomato plants, caring for them properly and lovingly, but I cannot dictate when they produce fruit. The same goes for spiritual cultivation. I can care for people, loving them, serving them, speaking life to them, but I cannot dictate when I will see the fruit. But the word says that it will come. That's the post I wrote. That's part of it. So a lot of people chimed in, and they have felt this way, and a lot of people gave some great advice. So I want to just share three promises that we can hang on to as pastor's wives, when we begin to grow weary. And these are really basic. They go back to the very uh, simple beginnings of who we are as believers. And I think there's something really powerful in that because sometimes we get to a different level and, and we kind of forget the simple thing. So this is a great reminder for me. So Promise number one comes from Acts 17, 26, and it says this. He's made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times and the boundaries of where they live. 
Promise number one is this. God has positioned you exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. You know, people have been on the earth for thousands of years, yet here you are in 2019 or whenever you happen to be listening to this, God has strategically placed you in the timeline of his story right now. You weren't born in the Middle Ages or the Civil War era or during the Industrial Revolution. You were born in this time. And he determined exactly where you would be born and where you would grow up and where you are right at this moment. None of this is an accident. He knew all about this moment before time began, where you'd be exactly right now as you're listening to this. He's not surprised at your location, at your position, at your age in this position that you find yourself in. Now, you may love where you are right now. You may not love where you are right now, but my friend, you are exactly where he expected you to be at this moment. Now, that doesn't mean that tomorrow or even tonight won't bring a complete and total change to your world, but rest in the confidence that he knows exactly where you are right in this moment and he has a plan. You know, sometimes we just have to stop and take a deep breath so that we can hear him speak to us or hear him give us direction. When I cried out to him last week and said, Holy Spirit, speak. I mean, it was within seconds that I felt the compulsion. Is that a word? I felt compelled to turn to Galatians 6, 9. And I I knew what that scripture said even before I turned to it. But I felt compelled. The Holy Spirit spoke to me instantly. And it was so, such a comfort And such a great reminder. I mean, and again, it wasn't even some earth-shaking truth that I didn't know. I know this. I know what the Bible says, that we will sow what we reap. But sometimes I just need to be reminded of these basic, simple things because I was discouraged. I was feeling defeated. Why am I even here? Not here on earth, but why are we here in this church? And and. I I just, there are days when I just want to give up where it seems like, come on, people, come on, um, and let's do this thing. And, and, and that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants you to stand back and question, and he wants you to feel that discouragement and defeat. That's not even real because there are so many stories out there, um, where, where people's lives have been changed because of your ministry toward them because of the simple word that you've spoken to them because of the words your husband preached they've changed things about their lives that you don't even know about because maybe they just don't think to tell you or they don't even recognize it in themselves but god's doing this work in them but god knows where you're going to be he knows and 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 as our facebook group has been growing tremendously quickly recently i'm seeing a whole spectrum of pastor wife lives. I've been hearing from pastor's wives, sending me messages, sharing their stories, and they are not all where they want to be, where they'd expected to be. That's not everybody's story. Um, they, they don't, some of them are very discouraged, very defeated. Um, but God has positioned you in where you are right now. He knows where you are in this moment. Like I said, it could change tonight. It could change tomorrow. And, and, and like, so maybe some of you are saying, but, but we really made a mistake. 
when we chose and said yes to come to this place or whatever. And, and maybe you did. Maybe you did. But here's the thing. God knew before time that you were going to do that. And so he's already made a plan for it. And where you are right in this moment is where he knows that you are and where he knew you were going to be. And he's always got a plan. So promise number one, God's positioned you exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment. Let him take it from here where it happens next. And that's always a wild ride. But know that he knows exactly where you are. And this is exactly where you're supposed to be right now in this moment. Second thing, and we all know this one too. It comes out of Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. That comes out of Ephesians 2.10. So our promise there is that we are called I mean, every believer's called to love God, to love people, to make disciples. Every believer's called to glorify God and proclaim the gospel. That's kind of like the bottom line, baseline of what we do. Now, where it starts to begin to differ is the platform that God gives different people. And we have a platform as pastor's wives, and it's a pretty unique one. It's very public. It's, it can be a very vulnerable place to be. It can be a very um, tricky place to be. It can be a wonderful place to be. It can be the best place to be, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Now, personally, I feel that my husband and I, our team, we are called together to shepherd the people in our church. Now, I've talked about this before, but for new listeners, I am not a pastor. I do not use the title pastor, but I do pastor because I'm taking that as a verb, as in I'm caring for the women in my church. And you can, you can find out, uh, more about my thoughts on this in the episode where I talk about uh, lavishing the women in your, pastoring the women in your church. I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but I do pastor the women in my church. I can pastor them in a way that my husband can't pastor them. We lead our church together, kind of like the way we lead our family. He's the head of the house. He's the head of well, Jesus is the head of the church, but, and then there's my husband. He's the head of our house. And then does that mean we, I agree with everything he does? Does that mean I like everything he does? Absolutely not. But, and I'd like to say I do this 137% of the time, but I defer to his leading. Okay. Now I do defer to his leading because I don't, I, I do. However, that doesn't mean I like it, and sometimes it mean I do, la, la, la. it doesn't mean that I don't have a bad attitude about it. So please do do not hear me saying that I quietly go along with every single decision he makes because that would not be true. Um, but I I trust my husband. I know my husband, and he has a lot of wisdom and a lot of discernment. And God has placed him in the position to lead our church. And so even if I'm kicking and screaming, we go his direction that he decides. And honestly, the truth is, is that um, he knows way better about this. He's a great leader. And so I, I, he's overall, he's a hundred percent right on now. When it comes to the details of things, well, we're not even going to go there because I am definitely the detail person. But um, I follow his lead, but we are leading the church together, and he'll tell you that, that we lead together. He values my input. He, he, 
he does take into consideration my thoughts and he uh, he has you know, changed things based on what I've said um, because he 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 he's prayed about it and listened to what I've said and or he's listened to what I said and then he's prayed about things and then he's made shifts so you know it's and then but there are many times where I've given him great ideas and I mean they are fabulously fantastic ideas and he has totally not gone with them so it's not like that all you know it's not all the time roses and and rainbows and unicorns and whatever but okay so where am I going with this where am I going with this okay so we're called we are called now that of course every believer is called and and so we are called and we're called to a specific platform of being pastor's wives and it breaks my heart honestly when I hear women talk about um that they do not feel called the way their husband is called now, I believe that we're that I'm called to be with my husband that I'm that we're called to lead our church together. And I believe that God has given each of us gifts and abilities and talents that um, that sometimes I don't think these words out before I start recording, and this is one of those times. They are compatible, and that together, it's like I always say, if, if maybe this doesn't relate to church stuff, but this is kind of what I say about my husband and me. If we were both like him, we would never get anything done. And if we were both like me, we'd never have any fun because he is grace and I am truth and we're very opposite in our personalities. And I believe that God put us together in that way because we do balance out each other um, where, like I said, he's not a detailed person. I am a detailed person. So I can um, I can use that um, gift of of detailed thinking to help him because he's very visionary. And so I kind of have to be very careful that I'm not pulling him back down to, you know, being, being too realistic about stuff. But and is there anybody else like that where they feel like their husband has all these lofty ideas and then they're, I, I feel like I'm sometimes I'm just a straight up fun sucker um, because I just let the air out of the balloon because I am very practical and I come in with all these great ideas. So anyway, okay, I keep getting off track, but we, we are called as pastors wise. We are called, God has called us to do good things. And back to the first promise, we're not to get weary in doing those good things, but God has already laid out a whole path. Now, he doesn't show us the whole path, and thank God for that, because we would probably run away screaming, but he's laid out this path for us. He has strategically um, allowed our paths to cross with other people's paths, and, and it's all a part of his story, and we are called. We are called to proclaim the gospel in a way that not everybody is. We are called to glorify God in a different way than everybody is because we're pastor's wives, and it would be great if the word gave us specific directions on this is exactly what a pastor's wife is supposed to be, but he doesn't, and I think that's because every believer is basically called to the same thing. It's just the platform that we stand on. And I don't mean a literal platform stage, you know, in front of the church, but just our platform, wherever we are in this life. But I'm speaking specifically as pastor's wives. We've got this platform where people, uh, yes, people have a lot of expectations of us, but they also have this expectation that, um, 
that is different that they're going to have about, you know, the person that does their hair or the person that is their, I don't know. I'm the worst at thinking up examples right off the top of my head. I should think these things out better. But we're all called. You are called. So the promise in this, this is, the promise in this is that you are called. So when the enemy tries to come in there and, and, and bring doubt about your role as a pastor's wife, remember that you are called and that God has given you this platform. It is not a mistake. It is not a mistake. And I'll tell you why. Because God loves people too much to put you in a place where you're going to totally mess those people up. God believes in you. He called you to be in this place. Now, being a pastor's wife, it means you get to minister to other people and you get to make a difference in their lives in a way that other people can't. But also, being a pastor's wife uh, puts you in a place for God to do things in you that he couldn't have done if you were, uh, say, a, uh, oh, again, with the ex- examples. Oh, my goodness, what is wrong with me? Uh, if you were, I don't know, a doctor, a teacher, a, I don't know, I can't think. But you get my drift. Where I've grown so much in my spiritual walk, in my relationship with God, because I am a pastor's wife. Because honestly, sometimes I feel like, oh my goodness, I, I mean, this is like my job to, to be close to God and to develop that relationship with him because here I am and I can't bring people on a journey. I can't lead them on a journey that I haven't been on myself. So sometimes I'm only a half a step ahead, but God is leading me and um, he's called me to this life. And personally, I love this life. It's not the funnest life every day. It's definitely got its challenges and its struggles and even like last week I mean last week I was I was ready to throw in the towel I was just discouraged out of my head discouraged but I would not trade this for anything I absolutely love the privilege of being a pastor's wife and I think it is the greatest thing ever so there's that so we're called you are called you 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 are called you're called. So let's move on to promise number three. God has provided what we need for the calling that he's given us. Second Peter 1.3 says that his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything we need as pastor's wives is found in knowing him. The greater our knowledge of who he is, the greater of our understand the greater our understanding of our calling the okay let me say that again the greater our knowledge of who he is the greater of our understanding of this calling will be i don't even know if that made sense i hope you got again got the drift of it um, everything that we need as as women as moms as wives as pastors wives is found in the knowledge of who he is because god is all sufficient every single thing we need it's one of the reasons that studying the names of god is so important because through each name his character is revealed and who he is is revealed and so we can learn different things based on just his name Everything we need is found in knowing who he is. Everything. I know I'm super quick to run to the internet, and there's 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 nothing wrong with seeking wise counsel. Okay, I'm not saying the internet's wise counsel. Um, I'm really quick to run to other sources, even I mean Christian books or or whatever, or 
and other people before I run to the source, the true source, before I run to him. But the older I get, the more I'm, I'm, I'm knowing who God is and the more I'm understanding who he is and the more I find my answers are right there in him. Everything I need as a pastor's wife is found in knowing him. That's why, as pastors' wives, we can minister to such, and pastors, they can minister to such a variety of people because our circumstances aren't the same, but our God is the same. So when we just take it back to teaching people who God is and what his word says, they will be changed, even if we can't remotely relate to their circumstance. Because God designed the God designed it that way. He designed us to find us in him, whoever we are, we can find it in him. So God's provided everything we need for the calling and the platform that he's given us. He's provided it. So that's a promise. And it's kind of a challenge at the same time. And it to, to just stop again, stop and take a deep breath and look to him. And through knowing him better, when we, when we start to fear, when we start to doubt, that's, that's kind of a, uh, a little warning sign to me that I need to remind myself who God is or I need to look deeper into who God is because when I ha- expand my knowledge of him, it changes so much about my perspective. It changes how I do things. It changes, it changes everything, knowing him. And so uh, just that kind of as a side note, I am writing discipleship curriculum specifically for our church. And uh, I'm working on, I don't want to use the word program. I hate to use that word, but uh, just for lack of a better term right now, I'm I'm working on this discipleship program for our church. And so um, our our church has got the same vision that most, uh, not most, but many, many, many churches have, which is love God, love people make disciples and of course we're going from uh, the the verses in Matthew and Matthew 28 says to go and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit now yes baptize you know in water yes of course it means that but also I've, I've been thinking about this because baptizing means to immerse so if you look at that scripture and you say okay We are immersing them in the name of the Father. We're immersing them in the name of Jesus. We're immersing them in the name of the Holy Spirit because you know if you've done any tiny bit of Bible study that that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit have these different names that reveal who they are. Like Jesus is the bread of life and the Holy Spirit is a comforter and a counselor and all these names. So if we can immerse people and immerse ourselves in these names of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, if we can completely saturate ourselves with those names, we are going to find our um, our knowledge of him increases, and, and it helps us to live the life that he's called us to live. I hope this is making sense. It's late, and I should not be recording this so late, but I procrastinated all day. I'm not going to lie. I found the most crazy things to do today when I knew I should be recording this. So anyway, if it doesn't make sense, that's why. 
Well, I hope this episode was encouraging to you. And before I let you go, I want to pray for you like I always do. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you. God, I thank you for the promises that we can find in your word. And God, I thank you for who you are and how that changes everything. And God, I lift up the pastor's wife or the ministry wife that's listening to this episode and and they are discouraged and defeated. God, I thank you that your word, God, does so much for us and that knowing who you are changes everything. God, I thank you that as as we dive into your word, God, as we hang on to these promises that you've given us, that we will begin to see hope and a light at the end of the tunnel, that we will begin to see ways that we can change our perspective and that we will see things differently. And God, I thank you that you'll bring people into our lives to encourage us, God, to to remind us that that you are doing something and that our lives are impacting other lives. And God, I just thank you that you are with each one of us in this unique calling, this unique platform that we find ourselves on. God, I thank you for the privilege of being a pastor's wife. God, I thank you that on the days when I want to grumble and I want to complain, God, I thank you that I'm reminded by the Holy Spirit of just how precious it is to be called by you. God, I thank you that that you have made a way and made a path for us to walk on. And God, I thank you that it would be clear to us. And God, I thank you always that you protect us and that you bless us in our homes, in our churches, and in our communities. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can find the show notes at the pastor's wife, the pa- oh goodness, the pastorwifelife.com slash 061 as in episode 61 if you'd like to read those. And I really want to encourage you to be a part of our Facebook group. I did not realize that people in our Facebook group did not know I had a podcast. So it occurred to me that maybe the people in our Facebook group don't know, or the people in our podcast don't know I have a Facebook group. So, um, I want to encourage you to go to the Pastor Wife Life on Facebook. If you just type in that, it'll pop up. But it'll also pop up the page and the group. So make sure you choose the group. The page is public, so I don't post a lot of deep things on there. It's pretty generic. But if you dive into the group, join the group, um, you're going to find a community of chatty women who are going through many of the same things that you're going through. And we we love to get together and talk about our challenges and our victories and what God's doing. So I want to encourage you to check that out. Until next time, guys, hang in there. God's got something great for you, your church, your family, your community. And remember these promises that he's given you. See you next time. (music) 